someone praying for his conversion. In fact, one of the people he put to death, who was Stephen, at Stephen's passing, his stoning, Saul was there, that was his name then, and St. Stephen prayed for Saul. Father, do not hold the sin against them. You think of St. Monica, the mother of St. Augustine. Augustine was a proud, arrogant, really lustful individual, and his mother never gave up. She kept pounding the gates of heaven, and God finally heard those prayers along with the preaching of St. Ambrose, and I might mention him too. God worked on Augustine from a couple of different angles or people. And um, well, Augustine converted, he began, went on to become one of the great saints. <clears throat> so we even see last minute deathbed conversions. We do. In fact, there's, there's a book I, I'd like to get. I, I've seen it advertised. It's rather expensive. I haven't ordered it. Um, those who converted at the end, um, one of those in the book was John Wayne on his deathbed. He had married a, a Catholic woman. He ended up converting on his deathbed. But a more famous case, I think, is um, St. Therese, the little flower. She read about this man who had brutally killed this, this young girl, I think it was, and he refused to see a priest. Get out of here, and was being led off to the gallows, and the trees kept praying for him, a little flower. And before he died, before he was put to death, this criminal asked for a crucifix, kissed it, and trees knew that he had repented. This was his his last minute conversion, this hardened criminal. And of course, he could forget that the good thief. Last minute conversions, there is one, the most famous probably, okay, along with St. Paul. But last minute, you know, the good thief. The key when praying for the conversion of others, I think, is confidence. Um, that God's grace is all powerful, more than we think. We see the appearance God sees the heart. And we must pray with that confidence, however, that the saints had, and realize that on the one hand, there is nothing more difficult in the world than to change the human will. I think parents know this from raising children, okay? to try and change someone's will, a strong-willed child, it's difficult. Well, when someone's on a track of Evil, you would say, it's, it's awfully difficult to change that will. They need an extraordinary grace. And this is where we must have confidence because, on the other hand, nothing is impossible with God. And <clears throat> the parable today teaches us that Jesus is most patient. God is most patient. He's willing to wait even a lifetime for a change in heart. And we know that God loves us. We're told in the scriptures that God desires that all be saved. And that's his desire. That's his will. Our own wills can obstruct God's will. Can be opposed to it. And <clears throat> this is...
This is where we, we must pray with great confidence that God will change the minds and hearts of, of those who are lost, have wandered from the fold, so to speak. And we must be patient, persevering in prayer. And St. Paul in Colossians says, Brethren, be patient, bearing with one another, forgiving one another. And that patience, suffering with others and for others is what we are called to do. Let's remember that as we go forward from, from this Holy Mass, that we must never lose confidence, never write off anyone, always have that hope that springs from Christ's suffering and death on the cross, and the example of so many saints who were once great sinners. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm going to add a little addendum here. Instead of at the end of Mass, I'll do it now. Uh, yesterday, I, uh, I was in the rectory, and the uh, doorbell rang late morning. Uh, I really don't like it when people bother me on Saturdays. I'm preparing for, for, uh, for Mass and my homilies. And anyway, this fellow's at the door, and he asks if someone lives here. Uh, she was a former religious sister who used to live. No, she moved out years ago, and uh, he was wanting her to register to vote. And I said, oh, well, on whose behalf are you here today? And he said, well, he mentioned one political party. And I got to talking with him, and it turned out that he was from the south side of Chicago, from my neighborhood, in adjoining parish. And I said, well, you mind stepping in? I said, I just want to show you something. Okay. So he agreed, I think reluctantly. I maybe had something up my sleeve, and I did, in a way. I, I have a little document here. Uh, they're at the doorways. You can take them on the way out. A comparison of the platforms of our two parties, main parties in this country. And you know, I showed this gentleman where his party stood. He, he told me he was a Catholic, and uh, I said, so am I, and I said, you know, I, I used to work for Dunmere, Richard J. Daly, back in the day, okay. And I said, but you know, the, here's the Democratic platform, okay. He said, um, they say, we believe unequivocally that every woman should, should have access to legal abortion, regardless of how much money she makes, and that we will continue to seek to overturn laws like the Hyde Amendment. This is their platform. I said, no, as a Catholic, we can't be in favor of this, or any, any candidate who supports this evil agenda. I said, if we do, if we enable them, the blood of the innocent is on our hands. Well, he wasn't convinced. He, he gave me the standard line, well, we can't be single issue. I said, oh, yes, we can. This is the most important issue. If someone doesn't have life, all their other rights don't matter. You're going to kill them and dismember them in the womb. And I said, but I'll, I'll take up your point. I mean, yeah, there are other issues too. And turn the sheet over. I just picked out one. Marriage. I said, no. 
party you're here representing, states, we applaud last year's decision by the Supreme Court that recognized gays, lesbians, like everyone should have the right to marry the person they love. And I said, you know, as Catholics, we can't support a redefinition of marriage. I said, well, I think people should be able to marry whomever they love. And I said, well, that's not the teaching of Christ. I offered him the sheet. He refused to take it. He walked away. And um, anyway, I, I want to encourage everyone to examine your conscience before this coming Tuesday. This is a very important election. And um, we have to be guided by our faith in voting for, uh, for really parties that will represent our life and family values and not enabling people who would promote an agenda which would be intrinsically 